Welcome to Elements of Community, a podcast about discovering and exploring the elements of community. I am Lucas Root, and each week we talk with a community leader about what makes their community thrive and bring value to both the leaders and the members. Join me as we unpack the magic of the elements of community. for joining us. Um, I'm, uh, you and I have had a, a really awesome relationship over the last several months. I've enjoyed our conversations. But uh, before we go on, can you tell the audience a little bit about what they're missing out and not having the calls that we have? <laughs> the sense of community. <laughs> it's my answer. And I'm sticking to it. Very much so. I agree. Um, but tell them a little more about yourself. Sure. Oh, oh, that question. A little yeah, bit of background question. so they, they understand who's on the call with you. Oh, okay, I get it now. I'm just teasing you a little bit. This, the, these podcasts can be fun too, right? I hope. I mean, they ought to be. <laughs> if, if they're not, maybe we need to reconsider things a little. <laughs> right on. Absolutely. So, uh, look, I've been in business for decades, so I help a lot of CEOs. I also help people who are in startup positions. Um, with with their companies and basically I love empowering people and and empowering helping them to empower their teams to be more productive and profitable that's what I absolutely love to synthesize all that mission statement stuff you know that sometimes is often boring look I'm an integrator I love helping people integrate multiple things whether it be sales and marketing operations and finance whatever it is Maybe it's personal integration. So maybe you want to integrate your beliefs and your principles and your motives and your values and that kind of stuff. I just love building and integrating things. So we'll keep it simple for today. I love it. Um, and uh, so you you haven't heard this term, so I'm going to introduce it to you. Um, the question is, what is your CPOP? And CPOP is your community point of possibility or your community point of purpose. I love it. So what is my community point of purpose? So so what I like to say is that in the communities that I'm involved in, that we, we transform possibility into reality. So we take something that possibly somebody doesn't think is possible. That's what I absolutely love Mm -hmm. and then make it possible. So that might be said, transforming the impossible to possible. And it sounds. I think that I can make objects move with my mind without touching them. Nice. That's a skill I don't have. Yeah. So it's a skill I don't have either, but I think I can do it. I think it's, I think it should be possible. But right now, as far as I know, we, we, we haven't figured out how to make that happen. So can I come into the community and can we figure that out? Indeed. You know what? I can guarantee that we can actually make that happen. Now, it, it may turn out to be magic <laughs> rather than actual reality, but we, there's one form or fashion that we could make that happen for you, my friend. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. Let's not limit ourselves, right? Right? Why? Why start limiting yourself? Why? <laughs> yes. Um, they are typically a little more tangible 
<laughs> that, but I'm with you. Let's have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I love it. What, what does, what does that usually look like in your community? Yeah. So there's the business side of things and then the personal side of things. So what's more important to me, I'm really about service. I think, I think, uh, community has everything to do with service right? Mm. And value. And so for me, we could go to the business side, but what's more empowering is when somebody truly transforms their life, mm -hmm. so their business is affected as, as a residual, mm -hmm. right? But truly transforming their life. I mean, transformation happens in an instant. There's a lot of people misunderstand this. A transformation happens instantaneously. It's that aha moment when the mm -hmm. light goes on and we say, oh, I get it now. Mm -hmm. And then forevermore, you are never the same. Yeah. So transformations happen in an instant. However, there's a lot that leads up to a transformational moment. And there's a lot that goes beyond the transformational moment. Look, I can have a transformational moment that says, wow. I need to do more than 10 push-ups consistently in order to be fit. <laughs> that may dawn on me someday. I may mm -hmm. say, wow, it's going to take more than just doing 10. I might have to do hundreds over time and condition myself. But it, mm. it's that moment where, and I'm just using a silly example, but it's that moment sure. where we realize, oh, this isn't working. This is what's actually going to work. And that light mm. bulb goes on. Mm -hmm. So I have a... Um, I have in talking about this, the, the idea of transformation, transforming the impossible into possible. Mm -hmm. I love that, by the way, the, the idea of transformation, it, it hadn't until now had this image in my mind, but now I have the image of a waterfall and, and the conversation that you're having about this makes that image of the waterfall actually really work very well. I don't know why this is what popped into my head, but when you look at a waterfall, a lot of times what you see is this continuous thing. There's always water on the top and there's always water falling. Mm -hmm. And so as you as you mentioned, like people it people don't think about the fact that transformation happens in an instant because we look at the waterfall and we see that there's always water at the top and there's always water falling. Mm -hmm. But then if you zoom in really really tight on one molecule of water, you realize that that molecule of water it had this trajectory of going slowly forward and a straight line slowly down. And then it hits this point. And in that instant, as it hits that point, it goes through a massive transformation of moving slowly forward into moving very quickly downward. And so that, that image of that waterfall, it, when, you, when you look at it at a macro perspective, there's always water at the top, there's always water falling. But when you zoom in on that, that one molecule, it goes through one instant of transformation and everything is different after that. I'm with you. You have me lesson about the molecule, but I'm with you 100%. I was actually thinking of um, how they jump in barrels um, down <laughs> Niagara Falls. That's perfect. It works. <laughs> it's the same thing. So yep. moving, moving, moving gets to that point. And then as you go over the falls, you're that's a transformational moment. That's an inflection point without without doubt. Things yep. are things are never the same after that. Yep. So, I well, love that. One way or the other. Some something everything has changed. One hundred percent. Love it. Yeah. So cool. Sorry. Um, thank you for, for uh humoring me in that. But so you're talking about 
what it what it looks like inside the community when 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 the community is engaging with a transformation. It so even making this statement, making the impossible possible, that doesn't resonate with a lot of people. So they a little context on that might be helpful. I see evidence of this daily. That happens to be my number one belief. Hmm. So, and the way I see evidence is if somebody somebody doesn't think they limit themselves or they haven't had the exposure or something they want just hasn't been modeled to them and they they just don't think it's possible or they don't even know it might be possible and they come into the community they're able to expand their thinking they're able to expand their their status which is a very important thing by getting to know more people mm -hmm. and they're not in a bubble anymore and they can they literally can expand their thinking then what might have been thought was impossible very much can be possible so i know that's not the crux of what we're talking about here but we just i wanted to give a little bit of context on that with if anybody's listening and saying well you know that doesn't even make sense i hmm. see evidence of this every day and it doesn't happen through the power of one it happens mm -hmm. through the power of community i love that yeah so true too i mean uh not, we are. We, I talk about that. We are a social animal. We 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 like to spend time with each other, but we don't just like to spend time with each other. We need to. We need to have hugs. We need to have physical contact. We also need to conquer obstacles together. We need to go hunt together. And in, in the modern day, our hunting looks different. Maybe we're hunting for bargains at TJ Maxx. Maybe we're hunting for you know, the best restaurant in town that, that, that's a hole in the wall, right? Not necessarily expensive. Like we, we're still hunting together. We're just maybe hunting for different things. Um, and, and in this case, what you're talking about is, is people who are trying to personally engage in becoming a different version of themselves, um, in taking an area of their life and leveling it up in a big way. And there's no reason that can't happen, but it has to happen as a result of us working together. We're hunting together. We're, we're building together. We build the barn together. We build ourselves together, right? I love that. 100%. 100%. Amazing. Um, taking a small pivot here, that's not easy to do. Building a barn together, it's not easy to do. How, um, how does... Uh, how how does a, an effective community leader engage with a community like that? What is it that makes an effective community leader? That's a great question. So if it's okay with you, I think nope. it's important. No, nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> okay, no, moving kidding, on. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we get to have fun, right? right? <laughs> okay, then. Great podcast. Thanks for being on. <laughs> no, that was great. I mean, I think context to these conversations is really important. And so mm -hmm. what I'd like to do before I answer your question, which is about leadership, is, is frame up the state of where we are today. Is that, mm -hmm. is that okay with you? Yeah. Because I think it's important to understand the context. I mean, language is important, right? Common language and common purpose. And that's what this is all about. And so yes. since since we're listening and we're coming from different places and I, I just think context and language is, is super important. So by framing the answer 
before the answer, <laughs> I think that will help people listening. So I think, I think from my perspective, from my experience, from, you know, from what I've walked through, I think where we are today, so, so I see society and that's a hard, there's a hard truth, right? Society is in, is a little plagued by silos and fragmentation. Mm -hmm. And it's not just in the last two years, which has been more so uh, true with what we've walked through recently, but but it's been happening for a long time. And a lot of people live in bubbles. Um, I like to call them bubbles of evanescent, long lost communities with neighbors who don't know one another and don't speak to one another anymore. Mm -hmm. The sectors of our communities, business, schools, social service organizations, churches, governments, like they don't work together in unison as they used to. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about different generations, we all have different we have different perspectives on this. So yeah. many people simply exist in their own worlds, unfortunate as it may be. And they don't even look people in the eye anymore or mm. acknowledge each other, their presence. You know, they yeah. don't acknowledge people's presence anymore, or at least not as much anymore. Sure. I, many I walk are, down the street, I, yeah. I make eye contact with somebody and smile. And, and they, I mean, it, it happens. They raise their eyebrow at me. Like, why are you smiling at me? Like, well, what do you mean? Why I get I that smiling? too. I'm a smiley guy. So I get that too. Or they don't look yeah. at you. They just look at the ground. Oh yeah. And, and I don't remember that from my younger years. My mm -hmm. younger years were a different, a different world. So I think it's important to just consider these things as we're having this conversation. Many of us as individual citizens who long for connection but end up being marginalized or gifts and talents and strengths are overlooked mm. and we're not able to contribute in the greatest way and that's why we're having this conversation right some of us are that is lost exactly like, why. like driftwood in an ocean of latent potential and so i love having conversations hold around on us. hold on like driftwood in an ocean of latent potential Ooh. indeed that that kind of gave me a little bit of a chill right there. <laughs> I mean, it's language. It's important, right? It that, is. It's, that's how some of us are living our lives. But I don't think it's by, I don't think it's anybody's fault. And I'm sure we'll get to this, but I think it, people have just, they don't have any models to go by or as many models to go by. And I think there is a, I actually know it to be true, but mm -hmm. I can't speak for everybody, but I, I know there are so many people who are craving something different. There's something yeah. missing yeah. from, from, from their lives, right? Mm -hmm. That feeling of detachment has become comfortable and commonplace, mm. but it also makes it difficult to work to towards a togetherness. That's right. Well, there, and because it's comfortable, and detachment leads to insecurity. There's, there is no two ways about it. We're a social animal. If we don't have our social with us, social is a basic need for us. We, we must have our tribe. If we don't have our tribe, we are insecure. And becoming comfortable with that insecurity means that you're not going to identify it and you're not going to try to remedy it. Right on. 100% with you. This mm. all too common disconnection makes it challenging to actually envision a common future. Mm. A, a community, a common purpose, right? If, if someone doesn't, words on a page or even words on a podcast without a model, without being able to synthesize the words and understand what they mean and have and having seen it, it's challenging at best. Huh. It, you to know, experience it. 
Um, th this, wow. This is bringing to mind a statistic that I stumbled across recently that is, I think, really important here. Um, charitable giving has been reduced by 40% since the mm. beginning of the COVID pandemic. Wow. Now, I've been trying to reconcile that in my mind. Did people stop choosing to give? Did people stop you know, putting money into the, the Santa jar when they were going for their, you know, groceries at, at Christmas. Like, how, how did charitable giving drop by 40 per, I mean, that's a monstrous number. It's not 4 or 14%, like 40%. Um, our, our economy doesn't suggest that it's an economic thing, but it ties into what you just said. So if you don't mind me asking, would you repeat that? <laughs> which which I'm happy to repeat the answer is yes <laughs> like, the question is all of it or just just the last few statements the last few statements okay got it um I think I th I think so the feeling of detachment has become comfortable and commonplace and it makes it difficult to work towards togetherness. I think that's probably what you're asking about. And I'll, re I'll go ahead and repeat the driftwood statement too. So I'm like, some of us are lost mm. like driftwood in an ocean of latent potential. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think the importance, the important part of this is that many people don't know what healthy communities look like anymore or feel like anymore and so that's really the point that i want to drive it home before we begin to talk about leadership and what they can look like so if we know what we don't want then we can ease more easily determine what we don't what we do want it's just the arc it's the opposite and a lot of people get caught up in saying i, I hear a lot of people complaining and i love to have those kinds of conversations i said i just simply say what would it look like if you just flipped that statement to the opposite but I tend to be on the positive. <laughs> I like to be, I like to be, you know, I like to stay on the positive. I like my vibrational levels to be higher. Yeah, me too. So that's the reason why I say it. I don't like to stay in the negative, but if we know what we don't want, if we understand mm. that disconnection is, is what we don't want, then we can begin to have conversations around what does it look like? What does it, what does community feel like? And then how do we envision that? How can we turn that into to feelings of hope rather than feelings of despair? Well, I'll tell you what I don't want. I do not want to be float, Sam, on an ocean of latent potential. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I want to be floating on the ocean, but not not, not forever. <laughs> yeah, I want to be. I do. I want to be floating, but I don't want to be driftwood. I don't want to be float, Sam. I, I want to be. I want to be a yacht. <laughs> right on. Now you're talking. Yep. Yeah. So that that's, I think, the challenge. And, and that's why I'm, I'm grateful to be here is so that we can have conversations about what healthy communities actually do look like. So thanks for playing along with me. Um, now we know well, then I can begin to answer your question about like leadership, right? How do we lead mm -hmm. those communities? That's where you're headed, right? Yeah. So the one word go, before I go, I wanted to say there was one word that came to mind about the charitable donations. Hmm. 
Um, I'm not an economist, so I can't speak into that. That's not my area of specialty. But one word came to mind when you said that. Mm -hmm. Since this, what we have just walked through, I, I think it's all about fear. Yeah. So when people move from the, their comfort and what's normal and typical, and they move out of that or they're forced out of that, in this case, nobody sought out COVID, right? When they move into a state of fear, then I think that causes some of what you're what you're saying is they begin to move into to survival mode rather than thrival thriving mm. and so that state of unknown or state of fear even for some people and that causes those kinds of things and so i i feel hope that we will come back around me too i i don't want charitable giving to be down permanently i don't want it to be a you know a, a new normal of 40 percent lower than it was two years ago right on. i i I have to hope that it, you know, like I have to hope that we as a society are going to choose to continue to support our community in charitable ways, you know, give, give into the community, give into the initiatives of the community that aren't necessarily for profit. Right on. Not that it's not profitable to have a park. It, it, it actually turns out to be very profitable, but you don't build the park for profit. I, I used to build parks, so that is a very true statement, one that I am very familiar with, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. So back to the leadership, I, I think from my perspective, communities are built, they're built to listen to what people want and then help drive the evolution of what that is. So that's a mm. pretty big statement. So I want to just actually repeat that. I think they're built to listen. So it's a lot about listening. It's also about acting, but it's a lot about listening because we all come from different places, different experiences. Mm -hmm. And so if we're going to have a common language and a common purpose, then we need to listen to one another, seek to understand yeah. before being understood, right? Yeah. Timeless principle there. And then, well, but, and then, but, but God gave us two mouths and only one ear. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Wait, no, um, that that's that that's not it. I, it's that, right off. Is actually what I should have said. Right off. <laughs> right on. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, and then to drive that evolution, and just I I could say it in a different way. So I have this little formula that I speak into, but it's the value the word value is thrown around a lot. Value, 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 especially in my circles. Um, my current circles with a lot of speakers and trainers and coaches and things like that. And it's just a lot of value, right? I mean, giving value on social media and these things that you hear, but not many people talk about what value is. Mm, <laughs> so, that's right. Is, is that's one, funny. I have, Even I don't. I, so I have this very simple formula. It's, I believe simple is brilliant. And so complex is hard to understand. So it's V, V as in Victor equals B as in Brad squared. <laughs> so, and what that means, V equals B squared. And what that means is, and this ties in directly to community. It's, it's it, what it, what it means is that every community needs two brads. <laughs> right. <laughs> One Victor, Victor <laughs> equals B squared. So anyway, all that means is it was my definition for when I hear this word, what I can actually in picture 
I believe value is what you bring to the table. So we all have strengths. We all have talents. We all have this. I call it brilliance. Mm -hmm. So everybody has an essence, a quiddity inside them. That's a not common word, um, but it's, you know, meta metaphysical stuff that's probably should be used nowadays. It's just like mm. the essence of you, the essence of a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Or hexiety is another uncommon word that's not used, but probably should be used more often. It's basically the same thing. Or even eudaimonia, which is another word that's not common. Um, and it basically means like human potential, right? These, mm. I think we should bring these words back to the forefront of language today and have more conversations around these things. What is the essence of you? What is your brilliance? What, what's your, what were you born for? Mm -hmm. What can you step into that makes you the powerhouse you were designed to be, right? Because when you begin to find those things and get to know yourself, you begin to see yourself in a different way. So it's what you bring to the table. That's the first B multiplied so b squared right b multiplied by b what you bring to the table multiplied by what you become while you're there mm -hmm. that's what value is it's what you bring to the table multiplied by what you become while you're together so we're both together now and out of this there will be a synergy that's created that wouldn't have been there had you and I not hopped on this call and we were just individuals. I love it. Okay. Now from a community perspective, there's a, there, I can, I can talk about this from a pattern perspective. I can talk about this from a probability perspective, but how does the community engage with the idea that common value exists when what you become is so individualistic and what you bring is so individualistic how can and I, I i see an answer but I, I i also see that this should be a conversation how can community engage with common value when the b times b the b squared is so unique to the individual so I think I know what you're asking, but I'm not 100% sure. I I think what you're saying is how can people, the, the word I use is synthesize that. So how can they actually, what what does that look like? What is, when that happens? Mm -hmm. I, I have one word for that, which is also not a common word, synergy. I mean, that's when the common purpose is greater than the whole, right? So when, when three members come together and, they, they truly come together, then something greater than just the individuals is actually created. That's synergy, right? It's greater than the, than the individuals themselves. Now, I understand why community is misunderstood because if you've never seen this happen, that's a difficult concept to understand. So we need to take a simple example. Um, if somebody was in if a car fell on someone, would it one individual be able to pick it up? Maybe. Maybe. Depends on who it is, I guess. But With my mind. <laughs> okay, Superman, with your mind tricks there. Where, there we go. We'll work on that. think that was come back around, did you? Yeah, you know, uh, we'll work on that. We're going to make the impossible possible. <laughs> we'll continue to work on that, Lucas. Um, but, but if you had you know, two or more people or three or four or five or six or seven, you could easily make that happen. I mean, I know mm -hmm. it's a silly little example, but 
there's much greater things that one. can happen than when just one individual is just within their own bubble. You're, it's a merging of, I think of it in terms of bubbles. It's a merging of bubbles. Yeah. So, so much greater things. So most people think about security. So let's say you, you live in your homestead and you're surrounded by wolves and bear and you have a shotgun. Shotgun's a pretty effective deterrent. Does a pretty good job keeping wolves and bear away. If you yourself have a shotgun, you're capable of providing really high quality security for what? One third of the day, maybe, because you have to sleep for a third of the day and you have to work for a third mm -hmm. of the day. Whether you're working for money or you're tending your garden, you're working for food, right? So you really only have about a third of the day that you can provide security. And the other two thirds of the day, you just can't. With it. Maybe you can be effectively reactive most of the time, maybe. Maybe not. That's not really security. That's reaction. Bring in another homestead. Now there's two homesteads. Now you have to share resources a little bit, but now you can be effectively secure for two thirds of the day, right? That guy's got one third covered. I got one third covered. Together, we've got two thirds of the day. You bring in a third homestead. Now the three of you together, you have to share some resources, but the three of you together now can effectively provide security consistently most days all day long i get that but without the three of you working together as a small community of security it just can't be done effectively maybe you can be reactive most of the time maybe but you just can't effectively provide that security from those wolves and bear all day every day right on I think there's a common maxim that comes, I think it comes from Africa. It kind of speaks into that. It said to go fast, go alone, to go far, go together. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's all about the security right there. I mean, if you think about it. <laughs> so how many lions are chasing you? Do you want to be on by yourself? <laughs> Cheetah chasing you? I don't want to be by myself. <laughs> you know, I, I might get away this time. I might win this fight, but... Am, am I going to get away next time? All about the security. So, yeah, I'm and I'm with you on the homesteads, too. Yeah. 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 Cool. So um, we've still been and I love it. It's a good question. It was it was it was going to come next. What provides an effective community? And that's kind of what we've been talking about. Let's but but let's kind of cycle back into what provides an effective community leader. So the, I'm not going to stop saying, listen, mm -hmm. <laughs> so listening, I'm just going to keep saying it, Lucas, listening is, is I think key. Mm. Um, I believe we live in a world where many people rush around, not all people, but many people rush around, rush around, rush around, rush around, and often don't pause for active listening mm -hmm. with one another. Mm -hmm. nor for reflection with themselves mm -hmm. on a regular and daily basis. Um, you know, whether that's true for you listening or not, maybe you're saying that's me. I, I need to do something about that. <laughs> or maybe you're not, maybe you're one of the people who does. But listening is very important. So to create community, we, we, we must listen to one another. The other thing is connection. And so this is one that I'm very familiar with and being most vulnerable, Lucas, I struggled with this the majority of my life. I'm not done struggling with it. It's 
connection for me has been a challenge all of my life. And so I'm just going to lay that down real. Some people have this natural ability and talent to be able to connect with one another on a deep level. Mm. And it's just because it comes natural to them. Relatability comes natural to them. That has not been the case for me. Most of my life, I unintentionally kept people an arm's length from me. Mm -hmm. I mean, looking back now, having done some of that self-development work, I realized that that was, you know, fear and some of these things that we safety and some of the reasons for that. But now that I've come through that to the, you know, to a higher degree, um, I realized that that has been a struggle and I'm still building that relatability skill, but connection is really important. So it's not superficial connection to, to have real community. It's not superficial. It's beyond it's deeper. I like, I, you could say higher, you could say deeper. I like to say it's deeper, right? There's, there's levels of intimacy. There's actually degrees of intimacy and not a lot of dudes talk about that. <laughs> to be mm. quite honest, mm -hmm. there are degrees of intimacy. And so understanding the, the degrees of connection is really important. I wish I had known that when I was, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, and maybe been trained in that instead of, you know, having to struggle most of my life and, and, and begin to learn about deep connection at the age of 40. And so now I have 15 years under my belt <laughs> working on that diligently. Um, but it would have been nicer to have that in my younger years, but connection is, is really important. And it's, there's, there's a lot of people who are uncomfortable speaking about connection, Sure, but it's, it's necessary for community. So I would throw those couple, um, I might add collaboration, which is a very misunderstood word today. Uh, mm -hmm. But working in togetherness, it's a little bit like this, like the synergy that we discussed, right? Coming together, right? So connection, collaboration, character. I, I, I talk about character a lot. Yeah. So understanding one's character and it goes back to that, what you bring to the table, right? But not just your individual character, but how your character, what that brings to the, to the community mm -hmm. and if you're going to be in a leadership position, then character is of the utmost importance. Mm -hmm. it's, a lot of people talk about integrity. That's good. I like to talk about character. And then communication, creativity, and constants. So those are the words that I would say are important. Yeah. Um. And listening is number one. In fact, you said it four times in a row. So it's number one, two, three, and four. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's directly tied to... So there's one other word. So I went with all the C's, but empathy. So mm -hmm. listening is tied to empathy. Yeah. I think they're integrated. They work hand in hand. But you can listen without having empathy. So I thought important to mention that as well. If you're going to be a great leader in today's world, not in 1960. That was a whole different place. <laughs> so if you're going to be a leader in today's world, empathy is critical. That's the world we live in today. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank God even. <laughs> so those are some things that I would, I would consider or even get, start 
Start training yourselves in those areas and start learning and start creating some depth. Not, not you necessarily, Lucas. Just the you in general. Yes, I'm doing metaphorical quotes. And, and also me. I, I'm, I'm not above self-improvement. Right. I just mean I, we. I, I, I likely should have said we. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm in it with you. I'm in it with you. I hope tomorrow I look back in today and say, you know, I did improve. Yep. I spent my time becoming a better man. And, and I hope tomorrow I can say, and yes, it worked. I am a better man. And well, I want that to be true every day. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Brad. So we... We, uh, we, we dove into value a little bit. Do you want to dive into value a little bit more? And, and, and let's talk about, um, let's talk about what value looks like and, and how it, how it becomes a, a tool of enrollment, how, how people continue to, to bring that value, the, the B squared, the two brads into their life. I'll bring follow your lead. <laughs> so, um, what I, one of the one of the approaches that I've had, and again, I recognize that um, part of what I'm doing here is is redefining my approach, is redefining my own understanding, and sharing that process. One of the approaches that I've had is that a community needs to understand the value that they're receiving hmm. as a community and as an individual in order for that value to 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 drive enrollment and engagement, and if if bring is unique and if become is unique, how is it that a community can engage with that idea? So what I, here's what comes to mind when you say that. So I like to say there's unity in community. Mm -hmm. I'd say that a lot now there's unity in community. It's kind of a fun, you know, fun little statement but mm -hmm. when, when we dive into there so what is community what is real community consist of and so i know you've defined that and you you have these common characteristics which is great but i think with that in mind what really creates community long term or what or the result of community is culture and culture is actually behaviors so you can say verbally what a culture is but that's not what actually models what a culture truly is so you know we see that sometimes in companies that's the best example that i can think of right we say okay well, the culture here is such and such right <laughs> we have a culture here of you know, integrity uh, okay but that's not what I'm seeing modeled when you're on the phone screaming at your customer. <laughs> so, mm. you know, um, you can say it, but it doesn't make it true. But what really creates a culture is the behaviors that are actually occurring within the community. Mm -hmm. So they can be verbalized. They can be that the expectations can be set verbally, but it's actually it's the actual behaviors. And so if we're going to clarify expectations of what the community can de deliver to one another what what can be accomplished through one another then then we need to work together in unison togetherness 
hand in hand to actually model the behaviors that we of the outcomes that we want to create. Ultimately, it's to create a future that is hopeful, a future outcome. It's to create hope. It's language of hope. It's that's what drives communities. But culture is how we see it, how we feel it. Mm. And that comes from the behaviors that are actually occurring and the behaviors that are being modeled, not only from the top or the bottom, but throughout whatever the organism, whatever the community is, right? So it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be a business. It can be a community. It could be a, you know, a local Kiwanis club or something. I mean, whatever it is. So whatever yeah. that community is surrounded around, we can talk about common purpose. That's great. The language, common language, that's great. But what are the behaviors that are occurring? What are the conversations that we're having? How are we using that common language? How are we talking about that? How are we communicating about that common purpose? That's how we begin to model and drive and continuously, you know, act, mm. behave, behave. That's how we become and how we begin to have things behave sure. be have so what is the behavior of of transformation hard work mm. <laughs> no i'm kidding i just might i like to throw that out there i i do believe it does require work i don't think a day goes by that i don't say you got to take action or you got to do the work or you got to pay your dues or you got to, I mean, you know, you got to get into the fundamentals. You, you know, you're, you want to be a black belt. You're talking about being a black belt, but you, you haven't even done the fundamentals as a white belt yet. And so mm -hmm. let's back it down a little bit. Let's start out with some fundamentals and let's get clear about what our foundation is, what our structure is and what our substructure is. I use those words a lot. So foundational types of words. Like what is your, what is your, what's your structure? What, what, what do you mean by that? Okay. What's, what's your personal structure? What's your personal substructure? Mm. It's not a common question. People don't know the answer to that. Well, that's so cool. Yeah. Like what's your number one belief? What's your number two belief? How about your mm -hmm. number six belief? Those are driving you every day. That's your substructure. Do you know what they are? Or is it just, these unconscious things. What are your motives? What are your desires? What are your needs? What are your wants? What are your, you know, I mean, I could go on and on, but that's your substructure, right? So our behaviors are being driven by those, whether they're conscious or unconscious. And so framing those conversations, having those, that common language, having that common purpose in community helps us become the person we want to be as well mm. as at the same time simultaneously enables the community to grow it's a beautiful thing hopefully it's that a answers beautiful your thing question. it does it really does yeah i mean how can you decide you're happy with something that 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 plays in your life all the time if you don't take the time to understand it and how it plays i don't i, don't. I can say hey i want to go to california and then I can decide to hop in my car, go get in my car, and then pop on the GPS. Or 
I can not know how I'm going to get there and maybe go out the door without a car and start walking without a map or any kind of direction and just like I mean you gotta you gotta know where you're going you, have a road you might map. get there you might you might not you might get shiny objects and distractions how, a gazillion times before you get there. a more important question is how would you know right on right on you might get there yeah. how would you know unless you know what it looks like you might mean, right on you might be there and you not know it yep <laughs> And yet it's so funny. I know these sound like silly examples, but yet every day I see examples of people not being not having clear expectations, not knowing where they want to go, not having a roadmap, being afraid to ask for help. Mm. I don't know what's going on there. People are just afraid to ask for help. They're getting the smack they don't have down community. Time. Lucas? It's because they don't have community. Mm. Agreed. I mean, I mean, 100% straight up. You have a community. You have brothers and sisters that are standing at your shoulder all the time. Not necessarily of the same family. Just brothers and sisters that are at your shoulder. Your tribe. Your people. Right on. You, Trust. You're not going to be afraid to ask for help. Trust. Yeah. Trusting in that. 100%. Yep. That's some of this. Some of this comes from my military experience. So now... When you do go in the military, you're thrust into, you're thrust into a type of environment, a, a community, right? And there, some people might like it and not like it. But at the end, as an end result, there is trust. You do have, it might be out of necessity, but you do trust the person to your left in the foxhole next to you. You do, you have to. Yeah. And so, whereas some people that don't have those kinds of experiences, I mean, you, there's a lots of exercises to get us to, to that level of trust, you know, throughout the community, right? Again, agree or disagree with the military, however you feel about it. It's, it's just a fact. The person to your left or to your right, you're going to rely on them. They're going to rely on you. It's a matter of life or death, mm -hmm. period. And so communities i think you may ask me a question about that but communities need to have some exercises to be able to begin to build that trust so yeah a project yeah, exactly yeah hopefully a common one we're going to build a house together right and that what you said we we're going to do i i said a barn but yeah oh got it yeah can i have a house instead yeah yeah cool come on but it's it's going to look like a barn because that's what we're building <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> right on. Awesome. Thank you, Brad. Um, as we uh, as we wrap up, I have a I have a I have a zinger. I have a I have a I have a curveball for you. Nice. Love those. What um, what question should I have asked you but have not? Um, I have a couple that come to mind so I, I definitely have one but there's a word that's stuck in my brain at the moment so I'm going to throw out the word first hmm. and then answer your question having a, a I've thrown a lot of C's out I don't know if anybody's noticed that throughout the podcast I'm like clarity and community and constants and things like that. I have this thing with C's. I don't know what that's about. But a lot of these community, when I think of community, I think of the seven C's or, you know, I think of C's, right? Just mm -hmm. a little bit like 
wading through the waves and an ocean and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, the word that's stuck in my mind at the moment is championing. Championing is a great word. And mm-hmm. I think without, you know, before we close, another C word, uh, before we close, I wanted to say, like, if you really want to help enable people within the community, with any, any community, begin to champion people in their efforts. And, and I just really want to share that with anybody listening. If you really want to enhance any kind of community and enhance your life, begin championing people. So when you came on my podcast, my whole goal was to champion you, to showcase you, to highlight you. There was nothing. I didn't want anything in return but that. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just wanted to champion your efforts and the things you're doing. And I also feel that here in return, which is great. It's not something I asked for or sought. It, it just happened. It just happened. Right? This is a beautiful thing. And so the word, I just want to share the word. Begin to champion people in your world. When you see something modeled that those behaviors that we really admire, begin to champion that. Not mm-hmm. for yourself, but truly for the other person. That's another way of delivering value so back to your question the question that you didn't ask that you could have asked i love this question all across the board in every circumstance whether you're in sales whether you're in business whether you're on a personal conversation with someone whatever it is i believe we can all help one another and so a few people ask this simple question i believe simple is right who do you know that I need to know. Mm. Who do you know that I need to know? If there's one mm-hmm. way we can help one another that's completely 100% free, we can connect people with other people. Everyone has the ability to do that. And so if we begin can't, asking ourselves... can't have a community we, without connectedness. Right on. At the end of the call, we say, look, this has been a beautiful conversation. I absolutely love this. Thank you so much for everything you've shared with me today. This is beautiful. I've actually gotten to learn more about you and i'm excited about that you know who who can i would flip that question right if if i were serving this up i would say like who 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 do i know that you'd like to know who can i put you in Mm -hmm. touch with how can i serve you so that and if you're on a sales call you're just like who do you know that i need to know Mm. (laughs) that's a simple little question so that that's my answer I love it. Well, who do I know that you need to know, Brad? <laughs> more people who are doing podcasts like this so I can Ooh. be on more podcasts because I love oh, having yeah. these kinds of conversations. Oh, yeah. I love it. So if I, you're listening you know or watching that. and you know the answer to that, reach out and let me know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll do the same. Yep. Thank you for joining us this week on Elements of Community. Make sure to visit our website, elementsofcommunity.us, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our EOC Inner Circle where we deep dive with each guest on the inner workings of their community. We cover things like community model, profitability, and engagement strategies. You can join the inner circle at elementsofcommunity.us forward slash inner circle. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.